0: Donna, I need a change of pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Donna, give it a second before you get on the motorcycle.
1: Fellas, don't drink that coffee.
2: Dallas. Welcome back to Dishin' the Percolator
0: Dishing the Percolator Where could he be? Uh, hi Sean Hi, how are you? I'm alright man, just hanging out Put the kiddo to bed So uh, the wife's up there with the kiddo right now Trying to make that process go as smooth as possible Got it How yeah. are you?
2: I'm great, I couldn't be better Sweet Yeah. Sweet bro um, hey, uh, this is off topic, but uh have you uh have you what do you who do you think is gonna win best picture? I guess that by the time this airs the Oscars will have happened on Sunday. I was just curious if you have a if you have a thought uh, if you have a, I a, a think front runner
0: I've only seen one of the best picture nominations.
2: Which one do you think is gonna win then?
0: I think the one is uh Winter's bone is that still? <laughs> Could Winter's Bone win? It could. Well, that's the one I'm going to go with.
2: All right. That's the only uh-huh. one you've seen of this year's crop is Winter's Bone?
0: Yeah, the 2016.
2: Do you know what year it is?
0: It's uh Star Trek the Next Generation. Is that a movie? Okay, Can what, that win?
2: what was the one movie you saw? I'm curious. La La Land. Oh, that's the one that's the one of the ones I haven't seen. Was it good? All right. Yeah,
0: yeah Sam and I went on a little date and yeah. uh I'm, and we uh we enjoyed it i think it wasn't exactly what we were expecting sure um but it was fun
2: I, people are divided on that movie they either really like it or they hate it
0: well i think it's funny what they're divided on like a lot of people hate it because they're like that's not an actual accurate portrayal of la you're like Uh-oh. yeah it's a movie dum dum." yeah like if you want an accurate portrayal of la just watch one of eight thousand reality shows or uh I don't know, watch Colors? Like, I, I, what do you want? <laughs> I feel like
2: people – I I get the sense – I have a lot of theater friends that I'm – like, that's their take is they don't like it. So yeah. I was just curious what you thought.
0: Yeah, I get why theater people wouldn't like it. It's kind of like one of those things where you cast two people who aren't great singers and aren't great dancers in a musical. Yeah. But I think that was the point. Okay. Like the point wasn't to cast these incredible singers and dancers. I think it was like to make it as real seeming as possible.
2: Sure. Well, Uh, some people some people are really reacting to it positively. So I I look forward to seeing it. But until it comes out on, you know, streaming, I I'll never you know. I know it's so hard
0: to see movies. Yeah. We uh, I heard Moonlight is really really good though.
2: I saw that. That's available to rent now. And so I I finally saw that yesterday. I thought that was great.
0: Yeah, I heard Moonlight. And and, uh, what was the other one? Hidden Figures?
2: Yeah, I didn't see that one because that's still in theaters. I saw uh, Hell or High Water, Arrival, and Moonlight. No
0: interest in seeing Arrival, but I did want to see Hell or High Water.
2: That was pretty great. Yeah. Um, I do want to
0: see that. I still would like to see that.
2: We'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: We'll see, bro.
2: <laughs> I don't know if anyone cares. Well, let's talk about nope. stuff that people do care about. Let's talk about Twin Peaks.
0: Oh, I thought you um, said, okay. What? Oh, no, I thought you were going to say the Padres, but go ahead.
2: No, no one cares about the Padres.
0: Winter's Bone.
2: Um, <laughs> the Padres, mm. Winter's Bone. Um, <laughs> what's sad, Dallas, is before, I feel like it's only been a couple episodes have gone by where we had to do the last one of these, but... We lost another cast member of Twin Peaks this week, and really? it's, a, it's a sad one. It's uh, Warren Frost, who's Mark Frost's dad, who played Doc Hayward, passed away this week. I'm
0: at, amazed he was still alive at the, the age awesome. of
2: 91. Wow! So, um, rest in peace, Warren Frost. Not only were you great in the show, he was in Seinfeld. Uh, he was in some other things. He was kind of a big figure in uh, that family, the Froster from. Uh, minneapolis so he did a lot of theater there i think he might have been a teacher at one mm-hmm. of the colleges there um the frost technique what's that
0: i don't know if he was a teacher of theater oh
2: yeah maybe <laughs> um but anyway thank you for all of your great work and also for you know your son and also your grandson lucas Gilito. this is a you know he's a great he had a lot of i don't know it's kind of he's got, got got some cool stuff that happened with his family but he was a great actor He's a big part of the show obviously a huge mm-hmm. part of the show and that his son created it so rest in peace Warren yeah. Frost. um you know I, I don't know if he's in the new show the new season or not um but Should i we think take a he bet might be who's next no this is getting sad oh okay like, i'm not enjoying this
0: well 91 i mean that's not
2: sure but still okay I get it. Um, they just better air the show soon, you know, before anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so this is episode 12. This is uh, The Black Widow.
1: Mm.
2: Oh, I, this is – okay, I know – it took me like a second to realize who this is referring to, but obviously this is referring to – Oh, did you notice uh, – Lana Milford. Oh, sorry. What?
0: Did, um, uh, one of our listeners, uh, who who I also know – uh, told me about this and I, it's kind of, it's not off subject, but it's not about the black widow, but apparently on Netflix, and this is like, I guess a warning cause I didn't know this, but apparently on Netflix, the episode descriptions like are major spoilers.
2: Oh, are they really?
0: Apparently. Yeah.
2: Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. I, well, didn't, I didn't that's... know that
0: cause I don't read the episode descriptions, but he told me, he was like, yeah, like there's a whole like Leland's, um, uh, there's a whole thing about Leland's wake in one of the episode. descriptions. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. stuff like that. So I'm like, geez, yeah, so you know don't, so. don't skip ahead when you're looking through the episodes to see what's next. Yeah. Cause yeah, they, they might have kind of spoilers. a bummer. Yeah. Come on Netflix, get it together. Well, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get like, those are just plot points of that episode. You know what I mean? So I guess. Yes. No, I get it. I get what you're saying. So our advice, my advice to all of you is don't skip ahead while looking through the episodes. Know which one you're on. (laughs) No flipping. Just go to the next one. Um, So our next one is The Black Widow. Um, Mm. Scarlett Johansson. This episode was written by Scarlett Johansson, but Mm -hmm. actually was written by Harley Payton and Robert Engels, who were two of the head writers on the show, and directed once again by our good friend and Zoe's dad, Caleb Deschanel, or sorry, let's give Emily some credit. Emily's dad, Caleb Deschanel. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know when this one aired. I don't know if anyone cares that I tell you that when it did. So let's skip that part and let's just well, get like, let's get right okay, into I the... Kind of- sorry, sorry about that, everyone. Although if I edit this correctly, no one will know that my computer is being a total butthead. <laughs> No more Uh, technical difficulties. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Could I ask a question? Sure. Are you you already yawning? Well, it's
0: a long story. How are the ratings for this show at this point?
2: Not very good. For Twin Peaks? No. Yeah, not good. They're in trouble. You know, that's that's a good idea. From now on, I will give you the ratings and comparable like what did better. But I think at this point they're still on – they're on Thursdays like they're up against Cheers, right? Yeah.
0: When you're up against Cheers.
2: You know, not much you can do. No. Um, You know, unless you want to just bring in more Little Nicky and James and Evelyn.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it definitely feels like – I mean I know we got to get into the episode. But it definitely feels like what we've kind of joked about in the past is – happening which yeah. is like it's just becoming a show where like sheriff and cooper solve crimes <laughs> sure yeah, yeah 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 and it almost feels like had it i mean obviously i haven't seen the rest of the season so i don't know but had it gone on to more seasons it would have just slowly just been like become,
2: csi like where it's yeah, one like this case procedural. an episode yeah, yeah exactly which still it would be probably as good as it may be better than those shows because i would rather watch cooper and Harry solve, you know, an hour's worth of crime than totally. I don't know LL Cool J and Chris O'Donnell. How but dare you! Whatever, man. How
0: dare you? Are you talking about The Bachelor and ladies love Cool James?
2: Which one is that? Is that CSI?
0: I don't know which one it is. I have no. I think I'm they're a, in cis Actually, I think,
2: I think I'm a Criminal Minds guy.
0: I used to love Criminal Minds when uh, manny Patinkin was on. Yes.
2: He's on. Uh, home, he's on Homeland now.
0: Not that Joe Montana is bad.
2: He's not. It, not as good. Not a, who, who's better than Joe. Who's better than Manny? Be
0: Y'all are persecuting me.
2: Brutalizing. Sorry. Brutalizing. brutalizing. Son of a gun. By That's getting by getting that wrong, you are brutalizing me. Speaking of brutalizing people, let's start talking about this episode of Twin Peaks, Dallas. Let's do it. Um. So. This starts at the Great Northern with our hero, Bobby Briggs, walking into Ben Horn's office. Uh, ben has now finally arranged the furniture in the way he was describing the last episode uh, where he starts uh-huh. talking about feng shui, uh-huh. and he's just sitting there against the wall, and he looks like crap, um, and he starts spouting off some nonsense about how what you need in this life is symmetry. Um Bobby's there, he wants to talk about presumably a job. He's got, you know, he's gave Ben that tape. He wants to know if Ben listened to the tape. Ben is kind of with it at this point enough to say that he listened to the tape and he gets off a good shot at Leo about he's surprised that Leo could master the technology, which is funny. Um And then he spats off some metaphor about a skyscraper in the penthouse. And uh this leads us into Bobby's going to now be employed by Ben. And and Bobby's yeah. Bobby's job is to tail Hank Jennings, the former employee of Ben who has kind of screwed over Ben Horn by, you know, going to work for the enemy.
0: So far this is my favorite Ben Horn though by the way.
2: Okay. You you're asking for it. Okay. <laughs> uh and but when Bobby's leaving, we see the new uh the brand new Mrs. Milford running away, screaming, and that's all we see. So something's wrong. Um, back at the station, our dear Agent Cooper has decided to look at real estate in the town of Twin Peaks. Um, and he there's two contenders, two houses, which he's looking at, and he flips a coin to see which house he's going to go see first. But of course... The plot thickens. His coin lands on a piece of property that the real estate agent had no intention of showing him by the lovely name of Dead Dog Farm, which he's mm. instantly, for some reason, attracted to and wants to go see immediately. Um. Dead Dog Farm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so they grow dead dogs or? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, is it where the red fern grows? Oh, we'll find a, we'll find out later in the episode. So
0: solid reference.
2: Straight into a SNL sighting here. Um, Molly Shannon plays Little Nikki's case manager. Love it. Love it, right?
0: Yeah, it's so S- funny.
2: So Dick is there. There he's taking Little Nikki camping. I don't know for what reason she's meeting all of them there at the sheriff station, but. She gives him some information about Nikki that he has had a persistent, random misfortune. Uh, his parents were killed in mysterious circumstances, and everyone's kind of getting the heebies in regards yeah. to little, little Nikki. So, poor kid. His parents, his parents died, and then he's got to hang out with Dick Tremaine.
0: Dick Tremaine in those shorts.
2: He's had a rough life. Yeah, we'll get to their matching outfits. (laughs) Child abuse comes in many forms. Um, (laughs) So, okay. We know now why uh, Mrs. Milford was screaming. Because her husband died. Um, Doug Milford, we hardly knew ye. He had a heart attack. And, um... You there, Dallas?
0: I am here. I'm right okay,
2: here. Just, I, it sounded like that must have been your dishwasher that got quiet, so it made me yeah. think that I lost you. Sorry. No,
0: I'm right here. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, right here with Is you. Is your
2: dishwasher now spitting glasses and plates out at you?
0: Have you seen Beauty and the
2: Beast? <laughs> <laughs> Back at the uh, the Milford's suite at the Great Northern, there's a like a... A scattering of adult reading material, uh which they find The Kama Sutra and Hookers and Handmaidens, um, which was almost the name of this podcast, you know, funny enough. Um, yeah.
0: Did you get those books on your wedding night?
2: You didn't? Yeah. Hookers and yeah, Handmaidens. No, I did. Hookers yeah, and hook, Handmaidens.
0: Got, we got Hookers and Handmaidens. We got we the, got the first audio book for yeah, it.
2: Yeah, we got the first version. We got the second version. Yeah, and, we got um, the
0: King James version. Uh,.
2: The one read by LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how'd you know? Yeah, I know because I know I got the same one. Yeah, because I got good. I got you that one and you gave it to me. Remember?
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I totally forgot. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um. So, poor Mayor Mayor Milford comes to see his dead brother, and uh, he's very distraught because he says, "You know, I I could I saw this happening." And she, he's holding up one of those books. He says, You might as well, have, she might as well have blown his brains out with a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> he never could say no to a woman. Um, yeah. And then on his way out, as if she wasn't feeling bad enough, he calls her a sexual adventuress. And he says, She'll burn in hell for this. Um, yeah. And poor, this. <laughs> poor Lana's convinced she's cursed. Um, and she talks about how when at prom her dates braces you know because of the rubber band snapped and landed them in the emergency room yeah ha- hawk's trying to play the like <laughs> oh, don't worry i'll take care of you and there's a little slapstick humor when he's like leaning on the door trying to be cool and andy opens it hawk falls
0: yeah Cla- hawk plus physical comedy equals gold
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Rest in peace, Doug Milford um, Oh,
0: okay, good I thought you were going to say rest in peace, Hawk I got really scared
2: No, no, no As far as I know, Hawk We know Hawk is in the show The third season and he's alive Okay So, Michael Horse is his name, by the way
0: Should have called him Horse
2: I think they wrote this See, the way a show works is they write the show And then they audition for the character no so, Oh, you work in TV. You tell me how. It goes. Yeah, I work in
0: TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How they usually write television is they write the last episode first.
2: How did hey? How did today go?
0: Today went great.
2: Like working in TV. How was your day at TV? Oh,
0: okay. All right.
2: No, no, no. It's I was not- I wasn't doing that. I was like I was like making it up. Like you actually went to a place called TV. Oh yeah. You like no, check TV in. Was, TV was
0: great today. Parking was terrible, but um. <laughs> But really, there's only one level, so it's kind of tough.
2: One parking level? For all of TV? Uh, For all of TV, yeah. That's why it's tough. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um. So, hey, you know, I would rather watch more of Hawk doing slapstick comedy than wrestling practice with Nadine. But anyway the coach is introducing Nadine in this really clumsy way when he's talking about how like the first black guy who played football and it's him trying to sell Nadine basically to the wrestling team. Um, And so she's going to wrestle Mike who's the district champion. And of course she kicks his ass uh, the whole time she's trying to get him to agree to go on a date with her. Uh, She picks him up, spins him around, throws him. Mike's in trouble, dude. Mike goes to Donna, uh, which by the way, careful, Mike uh, if Nadine doesn't kill you, Donna we know will kill you <laughs> like, what are you Very what true. are you doing snake? come on.
0: it was nice to see Donna though for a second.
2: yeah, well what is Donna gonna do like you, totally. dude the whole Laura Palmer wrapping up thing is like killed Donna. <sighs>
0: Yeah, no, Donna's been so far, she's been really good at walking to her locker and putting in or taking out books and walking away
2: and talking about Nadine. Like, this is yeah. the only vehicle now for Donna. Well, yeah, I guess they had enough of Donna's killing spree. Um, <laughs> so, James, this is a tough episode, man. This is, it, you know, what's funny is like, this is one of those episodes I kind of was like, oh, we have to watch this one. But, I will give them credit that I feel like they did their best with the plot lines they were given. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how it worked. I don't know if Mark Frost went, these are the ones you're going to follow. Or or if Robert angles and Harley Payton were like, this is what we want to go after, but they do their best at making this kind of make getting us through this. I felt like, um, it's just that the plot lines are all so like, who cares? You know?
0: Yeah. 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 Like, uh, I, I James, I'm with you.
2: like James. And then it's like, Let's throw another character. So here's Malcolm, who's Evelyn's brother, who's Jeffrey's driver, but he drinks all the time because he's got a key to the liquor cabinet. It's like, James, will you bail so we can – I would rather see you recite your biker poetry to Donna for, like, the whole second act of the show than have to (laughs) be stuck. Where You know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know.
0: No, I'm with you. This is um, James is, is has launched into one of my least favorite characters, and because um, he was already
2: that, he was already on the border of us liking him anyway, kind of.
0: Yeah, and the Evelyn Marsh thing, I just don't care. There's, I'm not interested. Yeah, her brother thing, I'm not interested. Uh, yeah.
2: All of it. And I am interested though. Why James has his tools out in his room? And he's just like going through his tools.
0: Well, I just, I'm interested, the only thing I'm interested about this is that James all of a sudden lives there. Yeah. And uh, this is just his house now, and his he's a part of this family to some degree. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Anyway. Um, so Cooper visits Dead Dog Farm. Uh, okay, so the real estate agent explains it. So she says the best and worst people are drawn to a dead dog. And I was like, the best people are drawn to a dead dog? Is that? Is that a thing? <laughs> uh, and the rest of us in the middle struggle. So, um, Cooper, never really off the clock here, notices tire tracks. Um, and he's putting together, there was a meeting here at the dead, dead Dog Farm. Obviously, Cooper was meant to come to this place, right? There had to be a reason for all these things. Oh, and, duh. and it's because we desperately need a plot point to hang on to as <laughs> watching the show right now. Um, <laughs> So there was a meeting here in the last few hours. There's cigarettes in the ashtray. There's baby laxative in the sink, which apparently he can just taste.
0: Well, he's an FBI agent.
2: So, like, is that part of it? They're like, they put out a bunch of white powder and you have to know baby laxative and cocaine?
0: And, like, several other kinds of powder.
2: Like, ah, that's fun dip. Nah, that's fun fun dip.
0: dip. (laughs) That's a big one. Uh, they, that, by the way, um, they
2: never made white fun dip because could you imagine a bunch of six-year-olds just being like, "Hey, Dad, look what I can do!" and then snorting it. Fun dip never came in white. Nope. Nope. Dallas,
0: I'm sorry. I, <laughs> just, I'm just dreaming about white fun. Dip. <laughs>
2: are, you, are, you, are you? Are you rifling through your your uh, your pantry for a package of fun dip? <laughs> All right, here's. <laughs> Here's the question. I
0: wish I wish to God I had so much fun dip. In my Did pantry. you
2: use this stupid little chalky thing to eat the fun dip, or would you just rip the top off and dump the whole thing in your mouth like God intended?
0: Uh, I would do a mixture of my. Uh, hold on. I wish I could explain to you what just happened, but I don't know if you'll get the full effect of
2: it. I might as well. It's probably more its probably more interesting than us talking about Fun Dip or that's not true. Evelyn My Marsh. My cat just
0: jumped up onto the chair that's under the table, but he misjudged it and he ran into the table.
2: <laughs> that sounds funny. I'm sure it's funnier. As long it's as your funny. cat's okay, like I don't want—I don't wish harm. I
0: don't—I don't care. Okay, all right, that's fine. If I—I I would toss that cat in a coyote's mouth in two seconds.
2: Wow. Yep. That, would, that would assume that you would be able to get close enough to a coyote and that your aim would be good enough that you wouldn't hit the coyote like in the back of the head and just anger him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm having, I'm a, actually, har- having a harder time with that story than the one you just told me. Can I
1: – Are you there? <laughs>
2: My wife is upstairs and she
0: just texted me, No, you wouldn't.
2: <laughs> she, did your wife go into the future on Monday and is she listening to this right now? Cause how can she hear you? We have very thin walls. This is the best mm-hmm. episode of Edition the Percolator ever. We have people from the future listening. That's
1: really fun. <sighs> we must and be yes, re- I
2: really Yes, I would. Um, <laughs> okay, how would you – let's get back to the real thing here. How would you eat your fun dip?
0: <laughs> um, the way I eat my fun dip is I would – I'd open it and then I'd use my finger.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I'd never use the chalky stick. Like you, you just toss you rub it. On, you rub
2: it on your gums first, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i'd rub it in my gums and then i'd save some in a little baggie and try to sell it to some kid and
2: then and i'd be like ah baby laxative and someone'd be like o'donnell you're up to bat <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh man i grew and then like, they'd, to grow up in these county they'd
2: put the ball on the t and i'd do my best and this was high school this was high school yeah i i was not i'm not athletic at all yeah. Can I do a quick thing? This is just
0: between you and me. Sure. Um, and well and we could...
2: everyone listening.
0: Yeah, well, and Liz. Um I, I Amelia, we got Amelia, a little my daughter. We got her a little baseball bat, like a little one of those you know, little tiny bats. <laughs> yeah. But it's like a wooden bat. You know what I'm talking about, right?
2: Yeah. Like the ones you get at baseball games, like the little. Exactly. Because
0: we went to the rally for San Diego. I took her down to the rally for San Diego. I know what you're talking about. And they were selling them, and there was a pink one. She wanted it. And uh, uh, we got it. And she came back, and she's really into playing baseball, but she calls it basketball because we play with a basketball. Yeah. And I've been pitching her the basketball, and she actually makes pretty good contact. Yeah. I'm just impressed. She's three. It's amazing. That's good. That's good. I mean like it's because there's literally no future for her if she does well. Well maybe she could
2: maybe she can make one.
0: Maybe. Maybe she could be pitch. Have
2: the, you the, seen have you seen the movie A League of Their Own?
0: <laughs> I have. I have. Maybe I know, if the we, draft comes back. We've and, talked about uh, it.
2: We've talked about it extensively on this podcast. Sorry. Anyway,
0: I know that's off topic, but go That's ahead.
2: great. And I'm glad to hear that. Um Go Amelia. Maybe she can play for the Padres someday and When you're at your World Series that you'll never, ever get, ever, ever. Couldn't move on. Ever. Um, Anyway, the point of the last thing was Cooper was meant to come to Dead Dog Farm because he finds clues. There's cocaine and there's baby laxative, and he's going to go tell the sheriff. Um, On their way to go camping, the Tremaine uh, vehicle has a flat tire so dick is very nicely laid out a blanket and he's got his thermos with the cup of tea or whatever he's drinking while he's reading the manual trying to fix a flat
0: uh, which is all, what you do
2: all the while uh, little Nikki is <laughs> honking the horn and you know basically making it harder on dick than it already is it's very very difficult for him to try to fix this and uh, finally he gets out of the car and um, this is when the tire falls off and Dick is, you know, not nearly crushed by the car, but it's just kind of a close call and little Nicky is very upset. And, you know, um, anyway, do you know who plays little Nicky? Adam Sandler. Jason Sudeikis. Shut your face. No, I'm just kid- I'm just kidding.
0: Um, <laughs> is yeah. it, so is, is the theory... Or is what they're trying to play up with that Molly Shannon thing that little Nikki might have been the
2: one to Pot- kill his parents? Potentially, right? Okay. That's what they're kind of maybe. So that's
0: why about. there was supposed to be weird tension with him in the car and stuff.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. And they have yeah, the I like that kind of music is very like ominous. Yeah,
0: it didn't so. really read right with me, but
2: sure. And little Nikki's very upset when he's almost crushed because apparently, he, like whatever she said, persistent tragedy follows him um so cooper goes back to the station to talk to harry but at the station we meet colonel riley who's i think major briggs's boss and he's there to talk and
0: sorry no he's been in a ton of stuff what no he's been in a ton of stuff who cares what else he's been in except for the fact that he was duke in the rocky movies there you go we're building hurt
2: bombs he was in something else though that i really liked when i was a kid Oh, dude, was, it it fl- was it Flight of the Navigator? Was that what it was?
0: Oh, I have no idea because I couldn't stop thinking about how wonderful he is in Rocky. Yeah, he's
2: Three, he's
0: four. Great.
2: Yeah, he's great. Roll the damn tell.
0: He's amazing in <laughs> Rocky Balboa.
2: I've never seen Rocky Balboa. It's really good. Okay. It's good. I'll I'm have telling to, you. I'll have to throw my hat into that ring. Everything you wanted Rocky
0: Five to be, Rocky Balboa was.
2: Okay. All right. I got to go back to it. I think I tried to it on a plane, and I just couldn't get into it. I got to try it again.
0: I understand that. Yeah. And Burt Young is freaking amazing in it.
2: Who's Burt Young? Polly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He died, right? Is he still alive? Yeah, he
0: died, like, right after it. Yeah. And it, Seriously, he should have been nominated. That's how good he is. In you know, the he, he's
2: in season three of Twin Peaks.
0: He's also in The Sopranos.
2: He's not actually in season three of Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. He is in The Sopranos, though. Yeah. Um... Okay, let's keep going. So, he asked Cooper if there were any wildlife in the area at the time, and Cooper mentions hearing an owl. Um, They're trying to get him to tell them more, and Cooper says, look, we know stuff, we know about the messages that you, um, you know, with my name on it, and he said, you think you know everything, but you should get your facts straight. Actually, those messages didn't come from outer space, they came from the woods, and when Coop tries to press him about the White Lodge, which the major had talked about, he gives him the – that's classified. Um, but he says something about the disappear- – his disappearance has implications that go so far past matters of national security. It makes the Cold War look like the sniffles. Mm. I wrote that down because I don't really understand what that means. But um, anyway. Because the
0: war has a cold?
2: So, back to James and Evelyn, because why not? Why not, dude? Uh, (sighs) Malcolm spilled the beans a little earlier about how Jeffrey likes to beat Evelyn. um, And this plot likes to beat the people watching it. Um, And then James and Evelyn kiss because, of course, they were going to. We've just been waiting for this moment. And, of course, when they do, Jeffrey arrives. Oh, get me back to the Great Northern where Bobby <laughs> Briggs is going to see uh, Ben because he's got some stuff for him. He's got a folder for him, and Audrey stops him. And it's kind of one of those, are Audrey and Bobby going to be a thing? Is this going to happen? I like to lick. Yeah, they're like on the edge of this them being a thing, which is kind of like, I don't know if I like it. I don't like it. Um, I'm fine with it. Ben, who was kind of on the edge of crazy, is now hiding behind a Civil War reenactment that he just has now. Did he just, like, have this? This was, There's, like, a hill and little characters. Well,
0: to be fair, we never see what's, like, behind a lot of those doors. Yeah. So.
2: So what? He just had, like, just he has this in a closet? And he's like, all right, it's time. <laughs> uh-huh okay i asking. like to think that's true yeah um so bobby comes back with pictures <clears throat> at the um the martel residence Catherine and pete are drinking champagne and um <laughs> pete recites uh, a poem by yates uh by the way i wrote i would like listen to jack nance read yates all day like it's fantastic <laughs> josie's now the maid and Catherine's giving her the hardest time making sure she's wearing the hat um you know pete's kind of sticking up for her a little bit but not very much considering how much pete always declared he was in love with her but i think he's just so happy that Catherine's kind of finally paying him attention any attention uh mm-hmm. he's kind of letting it slide um, but Catherine's not going to let up on Josie because Josie, you know, tried to kill Andrew and was part of the attempt on her. So she's going to so make So far, pay. My,
0: my favorite version of Josie.
2: Yeah. I get yeah. it. She doesn't say a lot.
0: Where's a pillbox hat. She's so, out.
2: She's not really in the show. Nope. It's great. Um, Cooper is talking to Diane, and he is talking about the chess match that is happening between him and Wyndham Earl. So the way they've been doing this is through the paper. Um, so he finds that Earl has respo- uh, responded with his next move, and he just says a national paper. I don't know if that means like it's the you know Wall Street Journal or USA Today. I don't, I don't know if USA Today does that. I don't think they have classifieds. So, uh, he's talking to Diane about the possibility of moving, about settling down in Twin Peaks. Um, but he thinks that the dead dog farm has some relation to the mess he's in with, with the drugs, which is kind of a weird jump to just assume that, but he is Agent Cooper. He does seem to have this kind of weird Cooper sixth sense, um, and right at that time, Audrey shows up, and she's got the photos that she stole that Bobby brought. And sure enough, their photos—the the photos of Ernie and uh, John Renault and Hank—and uh, so this is all really good timing for Coop, because this is also when Denise Bryson shows up. Uh, and there's a fun, there's a funny moment with Audrey where she's like, "They have woman agents," and uh, Duke Eby goes, "More or less." Um, (laughs) but it's all very convenient. It's like, Hey, look at these photos I just got of the guys who frame me. So yeah, Cooper didn't have to work very hard for this one.
0: No, no, because they were trying to wrap it up nicely to begin CSI Mm. Twin Peaks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be so amazing if that's all season three is. (laughs) <laughs> just like the biggest joke on twin peaks fans who've been waiting 25 years they're all just like one hour episodes where they solve one Mundane case crimes oh show. my gosh uh, that dude, would be, be the, amazing that would be the ultimate trolling like the biggest rick roll of all time <laughs> it's showtime <laughs> <laughs> at the very end of every episode it's just david lynch going it's showtime you think you're watching it on your freaking phone um <laughs> so yes oh and then denise there's a funny thing where he's like how the most important question is how old's that girl um And he's like, I I didn't think you're interested in girls, which is that's kind of rude of Cooper to presume that just because he dresses as a woman. Um, It's 1991. Yeah, you're right. He he goes, I maybe be wearing a dress, but I still put my panties on one leg at a time. Um, (laughs) If you know what, if he goes, if you know what I mean. And he goes, I do not. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is like the plots in this are are pretty. There's a lot of ones I wish I could just erase. But overall, it's still a well-written episode. Um, <clears throat> so back at the double R, this is kind of a weird moment here. Ed is upset and he's pushing his pie around with his fork. <clears throat> Excuse me. Norma wants to know what's wrong. You know, and Ed's kind of in the dumps because his wife thinks she's 17. Um, and, you know, he's talks kind of wistfully about the plans they had when they were younger. And she goes and holds his hands and says, you know, we can make new plans. But the whole time, her freaking husband is there. Like, are you kidding me? Your manslaughtering husband, you know, is there. You're the boss. You know that Hank is there. Why are you holding Ed's hand? Well, she did make it look like
0: she was giving him a napkin.
2: Yeah, but come on. (laughs) So we see Hank see this. This this scares me for Ed. I can't lose Ed right now.
0: We can't lose that, but I feel like I feel like Nadine will protect him. That's true. I don't know. I haven't watched, but I feel like I want to see Nadine really go for it.
2: We have this kind of um, little scene here where Dick shows up to see Andy, and Lucy's kind of th- thinks that sh- he's there to see her, but he's there to see Andy because he's convinced that Nikki is the devil. and andy has this like little scene where he pictures andy in the like devil outfit with the flames this this, seriously this thread is like really gone off the rails um doc hayward warren frost rest in peace has the results of dougie milford's autopsy it was a heart attack there was no sign of foul play uh, but Dwayne is still convinced that she killed him with sex. <laughs> she, he wants to—he <laughs> wants to press charges. He wants to, you know, take her to court, civil court, and um, you know, Harry's just like, "Look, there's nothing we can do." So they're walking him out, and on the way out, uh, we see Hawk is there with the uh, the widow Milford, and he wants to give her uh, some whiskey to calm her down. And the guys all line up just to kind of ogle her. And Dick starts just instantly auto reciting Romeo and Juliet. And it's like, (laughs) come on, come on, you guys. Her grandpa husband just died. Like, show some respect, you know? I love it. I love it.
0: I I actually really enjoyed that scene.
2: It it is kind of funny. Yeah. So Lucy gets a phone call and it's for the sheriff and she's trying to ring through to the sheriff, not getting any answer, and so she's trying to go figure out what's going on. Of course, it's all of the gentlemen who are quite taken with the black widow, Miss uh, Miss Miss the late, you know, uh, the not late, sorry, the the widow Milford. Um, mm-hmm. They're all in the conf or they're in Sheriff Truman's office and she's, you know, telling them these stories and they're all just so kind of taken with her and lucy sees andy just like his jaw is on the ground and he goes to pour her some milk um while lana's telling some story about a clown costume lucy's very upset
0: by the way if anyone's interested she also is the love interest in karate kid three
2: there you go is she really
0: yeah, yeah i knew i recognized her i was like how karate do i recognize is pretty girl?
2: good right that's a good it's one it's not bad it's not bad yeah because he goes back to against the cobra kai right
0: yeah, he goes back and there's a new kid in town. That's yeah. the new Cobra Kai badass.
2: But it's the old but it's the old like bad guy, the boss, right? He's I'm
0: still in it? pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, I think that's him.
2: the thing. It's him.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's <laughs> it, it, She's the love interest in that one. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um at the double R, uh Ernie is eating and we see a woman's feet approaching, and of course it's Denise, uh, who has the photos of him. And mentions that he's, you know, guilty of a serious parole violation. So she convinces him to come back to Cooper's room back at the Great Northern where they're kind of get trying to get him to spill the beans. But <clears throat> he's being a total bonehead. Just keeps talking about, you know, he's making stuff up about how he's doing this for his family. But finally they get him to shut up in time to tell him that he's going to, you know, he's going to arrange. They're going to arrange a drop. He's going to meet with the buyer and it's going to be. Denise Um, and then back to the Marsh residence where James overhears Evelyn and Jeffrey fighting and there's glass breaking and there's Malcolm drinking and then he's talking about the first time he beat her I swore revenge that was four years ago Uh, I feel like at the end of this episode they're like hey you guys we only have this lightning machine for one more week so let's like not let this puppy go to waste (laughs)
1: yeah right right they think they're a
2: little overuse a little overuse we get it it's storming in the pacific northwest um so back at the because it's just so over dramatic right a lightning machine does not look ever like lightning looks in real life because they make it look like they make every shot of lightning look like it hit outside of your house in which case the boom would be deafening and everyone would have crapped their pants in every scene.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think the problem is, is you're taking this very literal for the show.
2: Sure. But I just think that would have been amazing if every, at the end of it was like three different, completely different scenes unrelated where everyone just has lightning come and they all like end up like crying or crapping their pants. Cause they're so afraid.
0: I mean, that would be great, yeah. yeah. Especially if in, in, in the Marsh case, like if he, was about to, <laughs> if he was about to hit her and then he stopped and you just heard like a... And then he's like, oh, great. <laughs> like that would have been pretty amazing, would sure. The, would
2: that plot be any worse if it just ended with that whole house just soiling their underpants?
0: It would be better.
2: Yeah, it'd be way better. Yeah, way better. Because they'd have to like talk about it for a few episodes, like, you know. But they'd all try to like cover it up like it didn't happen. But you know know. that would be like a secret they'd all have. Yeah. And then and then when when Donna saw James again, she'd be like, what happened? He's like, I don't want to talk about it.
0: (laughs) Oh God.
2: Some things I just can't talk about, Donna.
0: Donna, I need a change of (laughs) pants. Oh. Donna, give it a second before you get on the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God.
2: Can I come over to your house to use the washing machine? <laughs> okay. All right. We're done. I'm done. Oh, beautiful. I'm done. Um, so, the last scene is Bobby returns home from his long day at. at school and work i don't know if bobby goes to school anymore um but his mom is up his mom is up worrying because you know major briggs is missing uh Mm. she's really worried about him he you know he disappears all the time but this time it seems like you know she's very concerned it's been two days bobby's not as concerned he kind of he tells her about that really great scene i I forget how many it might have been the first it's been a while maybe it was the first episode of season two where where um where major briggs kind of tells bobby about the dream he had and it kind of gives you know um his mom some comfort Mm -hmm. and she talks about you know what a great guy his father is and there's a great uh, line that he has about how my father is a deeply weird individual um which i like but then he says like he's got more going for him than most men um and at this point, Major Briggs just appears in the living room. Like, we do not hear a door open. He's just there. He looks like he came straight out of like a World War II movie. He's got his like pilots, like, you know, leather jacket on and the whole head gear. Yeah. And, uh, we know he didn't look like that when he left the campsite. Um, Mm-mm. and he wants to know how long he's been gone. Uh, he they they tell him i think he says it feels like longer right isn't that what he says
0: you sound like that yeah
2: he tells bobby to put out a cigarette and to fix him a cocktail um that's how you talk to your that's how you talk to your daughter right every night
0: yeah and i think he even says a strong one
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then uh uh Betty Briggs asks him if everything's all right, and he says, not exactly. And this is when uh, the final scene is a really kind of early 90s CGI shot of clouds and lightning passing overhead. Yeah, I'm, like, conflicted on this scene. Okay. Well, tell me about your conflictions.
0: Well, it's just because, you know, I it, for as much as I liked it, I
2: hated it. You hated it?
0: Like, it was kind of stupid. What was
2: stupid? He like about shows it?
0: up in this World War II fighter pilot costume and I don't know. I just don't know if he's like a good actor.
2: Oh, he's a great actor.
0: I think I thought he was. Go join your team. Like I thought he was good. I don't know. He's just
2: weird. You think this is poorly acted?
0: I don't think it's well done. Okay. Like, I don't know. Like the only thing I liked was when he was when she goes, Is everything all right? And he said, No, it's not. Yeah. Or I forget her name, but he says her, na- her name. Uh, and I'm like, oh, that was kind of, a sin- like, not a sincere moment, but, like, a well-acted moment. But, like, I just don't get why he's in that outfit. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it, like, he doesn't immediately go into what happened. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Well, they got to save something for the next time. So you'll watch I guess. So you'll watch another episode. They want <laughs> you to want to watch episode 13.
0: All right. Lucky number 13. Which
2: is called... What, Dallas? We used, the... to, we used to name, we used to rename the episode we're watching. I'm going to have you start guessing what the next episode's name is.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to guess the next episode is called The Cold War Has Sniffles. going to guess?
2: A Kleenex for the Cold War. <laughs> Well, I'm not I'm not going to tell you what it is cuz I honestly I don't remember what the next one is named. But I will tell you that we are going to see more of Major Briggs. We're going to find out what what happened somewhat. Uh, and that's what's going to happen next time. So Yeah. All right. So you still with me? You still with this show? You still excited? How are yeah, I mean, you this, doing? Let's take a let's take a moment.
0: Well, at this point, I will say that. Um, oh, hold on one second. Um, at this point, it, it, oh god! Like I've been enjoying the show past the Leland stuff. Like I've been saying, it's fun. It feels light, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm, I mean, I like the little characters and stuff, and I'm having fun with it. But yeah, it does feel like. Some of the storylines that no one that I definitely don't care about are, you know, becoming big storylines. Like, it would be, I'd be much more interested in, like, what's going on with Hank and the drugs and all that stuff that we learned about. Like, where's Leo and Shelly and how does that fit into anything? Like, there's stuff that I think that they have left behind so far. And I don't know if it comes back, obviously, but there's stuff that's left behind that I'm like, you could have just gone with this stuff. Yeah. And, and like, maybe, and, and it's weird because. If they did the Laura Palmer thing because ratings were bad and the network was kind of forcing their hands, then I wonder like what else they did based on the network. Uh, like, you know, exploring the Andy storyline more because maybe they got like a bunch of letters that said people loved Andy. You know, sure, like, sure. Like, I just wonder how far they went into certain directions just to keep the show on the air. But
2: what's unfortunate is like, we're not getting Andy, we're getting Dick and little Nikki. Like, Andy, like, Little Nikki is in this episode so much where you're right. I would take could we get Leo? I would rather watch Leo just sit there. Yeah. Than and wondering if he'd moved or not. Like that's so much more interesting to me than, you know I mean this look, these are things that probably in hindsight they would have changed. These are all of the comments that all of the fans of the show have had. We wish there was no James and Evelyn. We wish there was no little Nikki. Those are the two main plot points that people would, if they could, and I'm sure the writers too would go back and change. But you know, yeah. you, you can't do anything. What's funny is some people don't like the Ben Horn thing where he starts losing his mind here. So mm-hmm. I, you're just a Richard Beamer. You're just a West Side Story junkie, dude. You're going to go wherever he takes you.
0: Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, i'm excited yeah
0: let's keep going i'm I'm actually like i'm getting more excited for season three so
2: okay well you still have a long ways to go i mean and not necessarily in hours but just in terms of like you there's many more holes in this story that we have to fill for you before you can get there so we'll have the most fun we can possibly have while doing so
0: let's do it
2: thanks dallas thanks buddy Follow us on Twitter, at PercolatorPod. Subscribe to our podcast, because I don't always post it right when I actually, or I don't tweet about it right when I post it. Sometimes I'll post it and then tweet about it later, because I'm busy. So if you subscribe, then you'll know right when it comes up. Um, Send us an email. Send us a tweet. Be a part of this. Let's make this a thing. Mm. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Mm
0: Mmm, yeah.
1: Dig that, Kurtz. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then I saw your face Then I saw your smile. The sky is still blue. The clouds come and go. Yet something is different. Are we falling in love? Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't? Let yourself be hurt this time. Then your kiss so soft. Then your touch so warm. The stars still shine bright. The mountains still high. Yet something is different. Yes. Something is different now. The guitar came in. I feel like I'm floating. Floating above a keyboard and a guitar. The guitar. Are we falling in love? Falling. Falling. Are we falling in love? Mm. That's the ketchup. I like coffee donuts. <laughs> Rust tamplin.